Just a note before we start. Our show talks about touchy subjects that may be difficult for some of our listeners. Take care of yourself. If you feel you need to seek help, see the links at the end of our show notes for resources. Welcome to Touchy Subjects, the podcast that aims to make those awkward conversations around domestic and sexual violence just a little less awkward. I'm Sean. I'm Allie. And I'm Sierra. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing self-care and the holidays. So with the holidays coming up, um, we wanted to make sure that we did a short episode on this topic because um, the holidays are a wonderful, festive time of year. Many of us love the holidays very much, um, but we also want to recognize that holidays can be tough for survivors of domestic and sexual violence. Um, so we we want to acknowledge that, yeah, it's a great time of year, but also it's okay if you're not okay during this time. I think when it comes to this topic as well, we all have the idea that nobody should spend the holidays alone drilled into our heads. And this makes us just want to spend um, the, the season with people that are familiar to us, even if those people have been toxic. Um, so for many people, these gatherings can just continuously re-traumatize them and open um, old wounds that, you know, were at once in the process of healing. Yeah, it's like the holidays just in general are a stressful time. But those who have experienced trauma or experienced especially abuse from their family, it can be even more of a stressful time trying to get together with everyone. Right. And, you know, for survivors, you know, there's there are a lot of ways survivors have been traumatized. Right. So um, even if you are a survivor and your um, survivorship is not around, say, childhood sexual abuse or domestic violence in your own home. Um, it still may be tough to be around family who maybe didn't support you when you disclosed or um, who sided with an abuser or a perpetrator in your life. Um, so there are a lot of ways that, um, you know, these reminders of trauma can happen over the holidays. Um, so we just, you know, we want you to know that you're not alone and, um, and, and this is a hard time of year for a lot of people. And first and foremost, if you are a survivor listening to this, um, just know that it's completely normal to feel the way that you do, whether that be feelings of stress, of fear, anger, distrust, um, fatigue, whatever it might be, it's completely normal and valid for you to feel this way. Well, I think that um, we should maybe give some some practical tips, some practical self-care for survivors during this holiday season. And we're going to try to avoid avoid some of the cliche self-care tips like take a hot bath with lavender oil and do yoga. And I don't mean to make light of those because those are very valid self-care um, strategies for some people. But because we know that the holidays often involve get getting together and social gatherings with family and friends, um, there are some pretty specific uh, tips that we can give you today. I also want to make note that we are still in a pandemic, so we would be remiss as public health and preventionists um, if we did not say consider downsizing your gatherings this year and um, maybe 
opt for virtual Thanksgiving dinner instead of in person um, or do a gift exchange, uh, you know, on a on a website like, you know, one of those. What are they called? I don't know. Elf on a shelf. What are they? (laughs) I don't know. There's there's websites where you can like do gift exchanges, do one of those maybe instead of a Christmas um, or holiday gathering. Just wanted to put that out there. COVID is still real. Stay safe. All right. Let's do. Oh, go ahead. Like I think too that with COVID being like still kind of this overarching theme of 2020, where having these gatherings isn't necessarily going to be as simple, or a lot of people are opting to not have the very large gatherings. It does provide potentially a unique holiday experience for some people as well. Whereas like some of us might really be dreading seeing our family members or just really not want to see them. And if that's you, you have an easy out this year, essentially like uh, COVID's COVID's a thing. I don't really want to show up, like risk it. So I'm going to keep my distance here. Like if you guys want, you can call me in and stuff like that. But it does give you like at least an easy out where you might not feel as bad about not showing up. And it does also provide the opportunity then to have you reach out to the family members that you are connected more with and maybe plan something smaller with those family members. So if you still wanted to see family, you don't have to see everybody. You don't have to see the people that you truly care about or like the ones that you know truly care about you or were supportive of you. So don't feel bad if that's the route you choose to take because that is a very viable option. It's like the excuse when, you know, when I was in high school, my mom was always like, you can use me as an excuse if you ever want to get out of something. You know, COVID is your mom excuse this year. You have permission to use COVID. (laughs) Might as well get something good out of COVID, right? Right. Sarah, do you have any tips? For COVID? No, no, we can keep we can keep going now. Okay, I was like, I kind of hit the, you you know, beat one, that one to death on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of tips for those who might be um, dealing with a little bit of trauma around the holidays, um, one tip that I found that, um, it it kind of stuck out to me was. More, more so to stick to your routine during these times because we have a lot of things like overindulgence, especially as it comes to junk food and um, sweet treats and alcohol and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and while they might provide some temporary satisfaction, they uh, they really can don't really help your mood as much as um, as you would like them to in the long run. Because when it comes to having your your stable routine, you want to make sure that you're doing the things that are um, make you feel the most you all of the time and not just what you're looking for some temporary comfort in this um, time of fear and uh, whatever else you might be feeling. But um, unhealthy eating and emotional eating can really... Um, and, and drinking too can really increase depression and trauma so just that in um, addition to everything else that's going on that was just a tip that really stuck out to me yeah, and kind of like just jumping off of that one Sierra as somebody who is very much an avid drinker and also very much an avid um, eat my feelings person or just eat junk food and use that as an excuse to do so um, I can say like Everything also remembers it needs to be done in moderation. Drinking to excess, eating to excess, like especially during the holidays, is really easy to do. 
but when that excess becomes you're waking up the next day like with the hangover and feeling bad about it or if you like myself have depression that is kind of related to drinking then when the next day you wake up and now your mood is just that much lower because you drank so much the day before and it alters the mood that way or if you ate your feelings and now you feel guilty the next day because you ate so much extra that you don't don't normally eat remember that yeah it's gonna suck to have those feelings but Sometimes it happens. Sometimes we do drink too much. Sometimes we do eat too much. And try not to be too hard on yourself if that is how you manage to get yourself through the holiday. Um, obviously, there are probably better self-care options than just getting drunk at family Thanksgiving. But if it happens, try and take it easy on yourself because that's the way that you felt like you needed to get through the holiday. But yeah, there is better options. But if that's your choice... Give yeah. yourself a little bit of leeway. I, yeah, I, I think what Sean's trying to say is that this is a season to give yourself grace. However, you you end up um, making it through the holidays. And um, and I want to say that sometimes self-care is it's not sexy. Self-care is not always the sexy lists of like, like I said earlier, um, meditation and and you know, breathing and getting a massage and getting your, your nails done. Some of those self-care tips just aren't applicable or aren't possible um, in certain times. So when self-care is not sexy, you have to go back to basics. So take care of yourself, drink enough water, make sure you eat some vegetables, get enough sleep, those sort of things. Um, now, one of my favorite um, self-care tips, and this is something that I actively use myself because I have a lot of anxiety um, and I love hosting. However, um, because I have anxiety, hosting at the holidays can be really difficult for me. Um, and so my my favorite self-care tip is to carve out time for yourself um, or to have a, for lack of a better term, escape plan. So, for example, if you are going to a family gathering, um, try, if it's possible, to drive your own car. That way, if you need to get out and breathe for a little bit, go to the local, you know, the gas station or go grab something at the store by yourself. Um, you don't have to rely on anybody else to do that. Um, or if you're going to another person's house and you feel comfortable in their house, you can ask, hey, if, if I get a little overwhelmed, is there a bedroom that I can just go, you know, watch watch an episode of something on my phone? Um, or is there a safe space that I can just go to decompress? Um, I think that that is a really good way to kind of have a safe space for yourself. Um, and it's, like I said, something that I actively um, use. I, I tend to retreat to my bedroom and I watch an episode of Friends, decompress, and then I can go back out and my anxiety levels are usually um, much lower. And it's also along the lines of one of my like things that I do a lot during um, family gatherings during the holidays and stuff is constantly staying. I, I stay in pretty good contact with a lot of my friends while I'm at my family gatherings or functions. It's like I'm sending Snapchats to my friends, like cracking jokes, like stuff like that to them just to kind of help mitigate some of the feelings that I might be having about some of my family members, but also it gives me the opportunity to pull myself out of whatever I'm currently in 
with my family, like if we start getting into a debate on something, I can easily pull my phone out and just like start looking at whatever my friends sent me or send my friends some stuff to help kind of at least give me a little bit of leeway on how anxious or potentially angry that I am feeling at some of my family members. I can completely echo that, Sean, because I, um, at different family gatherings, I have a cousin who's very close in age to me. We're very close to each other. So um, we would just usually separate ourselves from the family um, and kind of just have that sort of separate interaction where there's not all of the stress of everything that's going on. However, she has recently started working in China, so she hasn't been at family gatherings for um, the past almost two years now. So um, I have learned for myself personally that my self-care is learning and validating for myself that I don't need to have a response for every debate that my family has and that I don't need to give a reaction or a reason for um, anything like that and that I can just separate myself in it. Um, at, at first, it, it was difficult because it's like, I need to have my voice heard. I need to, you know, um, educate, you know, all of those kind of feelings. But it's like, yeah, I do this. I do the same thing a lot in my family. It's like I have to I've learned to like try to cut myself back from being the really overtly political one in my family, because as soon as somebody says something, usually I'm one of the ones who responds first. So taking the step back and realizing that I'm not changing anybody's opinions or beliefs here and all I'm doing is making myself very angry from it and then the response to that is well I guess I'm gonna have to keep drinking now to not be angry at my family so realizing that I can take that step back I don't have to be overtly political or respond to everything that they're saying and just taking that time to be like hey you just got to make it through the day (laughs) yeah I think it's the concept of no is a complete sentence right? Like we don't have to, we don't have to engage if we don't want to. And for survivors, you know, if there's a toxic family member or an abuser where you are, um, it's absolutely okay. If you need, if you're looking for permission, here's your permission to call the organizer of that event and say, is so-and-so going to be there? And if they say yes, again, here's your permission to say that I'm going to have to stay back this year, but I would love to see you another time or celebrate Thanksgiving with you another day. Um, You don't have to do everything. Uh, There's a lot of pressure during the holiday season to make sure that you're at every event and you're doing all of the things and you're bringing all of the dishes. Um, But if you don't, it's all right. Um, The world will keep spinning. The holidays will still come. And um, you may just be a little bit less stressed because of it. Um, so give yourself give yourself that grace when it comes to that. Also, don't feel like you have to justify why you are not showing up then to your family. Because everybody's going to have the reasons for not wanting to show up. And you don't have to feel like you're the one who has to always give the reasons or give those examples of why like you're not coming. If you don't want to go, that's good enough. And if that's not good enough for your family and they hold a grudge with you for it, it's like, that's on them. That's not you. You did what was best for yourself and nobody is going to fault you for doing what is best for you. Yeah, I think uh, just going off of that, just a really brief thing to say is that just because something is tradition doesn't mean that you have to keep going to that tradition if it is harming you in any way, shape or form. Um if you don't feel comfortable even expressing that you're, you know, on the lookout for whether a certain person is going to be at the events and you just kind of have a feeling that they will be, 
there. That's it. You don't you don't need to justify that to anybody either. You don't need to um, go out of your way to to try to figure that out. Just say, I'm just going to sit this one out this year and that's it. Just like Allie said, just like Sean said, he knows a complete sentence and that's all that we need. I've said it a few times too in like more recent podcasts and everything like that, but you also have the opportunity to use the holidays and stuff to spend that time with people who you generally do care about. And if that ends up being you're just doing stuff with your friends, it's like that's what that is. It's like I look forward to probably more often my friends giving that I do with my friends every year or our Christmas party that my friends and I put on than I do my family ones. And it's not because I don't like my family. I do love my family members, but I have more fun and relate more to a lot of my friends than I do some of my family members. So it tends to be the thing I look forward to the mo- to the most. So also understanding that I'm going to have my friends giving, I'm going to have my friends Christmas. It makes going to the family functions a little easier because now like I've had the fun for the holiday that I wanted to have. Now I'm going to my family members, seeing them catching up on life. And that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. And I, I have, I have two things to jump off of that. And one will kind of segue to a different topic. But the first one that I want to say is that, you know, we've been talking a lot about it's okay if you don't go. It's okay if you don't participate. However, I also know what that feels like to have pressure to go places. Um, or if you choose that, yeah, I still want to see my family, even though I'm not really feeling up to it. In the long run, my pros outweigh the cons on this. Um, if you still do go to these gatherings and you're struggling during them, there are some tips to help maybe get you get yourself out of that funk while you're there. For example... Um, you can try breathing, right? Or like I said, remove yourself from the situation. Um, take a deep breath, watch a show, listen to a podcast, and then return with a little bit uh, uh, less anxiety or, or, um, or struggle. But if that's not possible, maybe try immersing yourself in the activities. Ask if you can help with the cooking or wrap some presents or see if there are any kids around that you can go outside and do a scavenger hunt with real quick. Like find something that can distract you from whatever is getting inside your own head. Um, And lastly, you know, if it's possible, if, uh, you know, if, if this is a possibility for your family's setup or your whatever you're gathering, try to bring a support person with you. Um, That might be a little bit more difficult during COVID, but I know for sure I have best friends that if I were to go to a gathering without my fiance or if he had to work or um, something like that, they would be more than willing because they know my family. They'd be more than willing to tag along and just be that person for me to check in, tap my shoulder. How you doing? So that brings me to my second point that I wanted to say, um, which was, The holidays are not only difficult for survivors of domestic and sexual violence. There's been a lot of loss this year. Um, 2020 has been a very, very difficult calendar year for all of us. Um, And so if anything that we said today doesn't quite resonate with you because you feel like I'm not a survivor of domestic or sexual violence, that's okay. And you have every right to have a hard holiday season as well. If you're missing somebody, if this is the first holiday season without a loved one, um, or if it's the 10th holiday season without a loved one, you have absolutely every right to struggle with that too. And some of these tips um, may, I hope they they may resonate with you um, as well. I think one of the other things that I'm 
for the holiday season and stuff for my for myself going with family is that well yeah my grandma has been my grandma passed has been passed away for about eight ish years now but it's still every time eight nine years now but every time it's like during christmas and stuff i still remember that it's like it was one of my grandma's favorite times and like that helps me when i'm gathering with my family and stuff it's like this is what my grandma always really enjoyed was being able to see all of her grandbabies like around just like having fun and chatting and stuff so well yeah it might be difficult to get together with my family all the time at least i can be like this is what grandma would have wanted and it makes it a little bit easier for me just knowing that i'm still doing the things that she would be wanting us to do if she was still here with us i think when it comes to the loss that's experienced this year as well if you are somebody who's experiencing that type of loss and you're kind of dreading going into the holidays first of all it's okay to be selfish and do what you need to do to make yourself feel better but second of all if you are just you know there's different traditions that you are going to miss because of the loss that you've experienced or um, any other factor Take the time to create a new beginning with this holiday season. Create your own traditions. Um, Maybe if you really are um, missing a specific tradition, carry it on and keep that that tradition alive. Um, But there's a way to, like Sean just said with his grandma's example, um, there's a way to honor those that we've lost and um, kind of despite all of the hurt and the sadness that is um, surrounding us, we can put a bright spin on it um and just to honor them as well yeah I um I I also I want to say that you know with COVID I think that there is a um I think there's a chance that this holiday season will will be really lonely for a lot of people and we've been talking about family gatherings and we've been talking about getting together with friends but for some people that might not be possible it might be too far away. It might be because of health reasons. Um, it might be because of he- mental health reasons. Um, but I just want you to know if that's something that you experience, that loneliness, um, that you aren't alone um, and you have worth and this season will pass, right? Um, and of course, I would be um, remiss if I didn't mention that there is help out there with this National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, the holidays are a time of year where where uh, calls of that nature go up, um, and I hope that that's not the case this year, but it may be. So if you need help, reach out. We will put that number in our show notes. Um, you can also Google National Suicide Prevention Hotline, um, and you'll find a connection to somebody that um, will be there for you uh, if you need it. And if you're like myself, who really doesn't like calling people, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline also has a text line. So you can text that number as well, and there will be people who will respond pretty much immediately. Well, um, thanks for listening, you guys. We care about you all very much, um, which is why we wanted to do this episode. Uh, we are looking forward to the holidays, but it's possible to hold two things true at the same time. You can be excited for the holidays and also have mixed feelings or be anxious about them. Um, Our society doesn't do a very good job of teaching us how to hold two feelings at once. So uh, we encourage that. We love you. We care about you all. um, And take care of yourselves. So thank you all again for listening today. 
please feel free to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TouchySubsPod. Email us any questions, comments, or concerns to TouchySubjectsPodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, don't be afraid to challenge, ask, and discuss when it comes to touchy subjects.